The Longbox Crusade presents Fan Bill Fridays. Welcome to another Fan Film Friday. I am your host, Clinton Robison, broadcasting straight from the basement of Longbox Crusade headquarters. But you already knew that, didn't you? Sounds like some of you listeners can read minds. Or you're just used to the format of the show, whichever. But speaking of magic and reading minds... Well, I didn't mention magic, but, you know, reading minds anyway... I have asked the official LBC fortune teller to come down here and officially give me an official reading about things with her fancy magical crystal ball. Folks, it's the return of the lovely Laurel, well on her way to becoming LBC Employee of the Month. How are you, Laurel? Oh my goodness gracious, you're giving me something else that I have to refute. Oh, no, 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 Clinton. I don't work here. But I just heard you upstairs with with Rick on an episode where you clearly stated that you work here and you love it. <sighs> I don't know what you were listening to, but that's not how it went. Well, you know, I really only listen to the parts where they, you know, talk about popcorn on that show. So. <laughs> it was lovely to be on, I have to say. And his seats are a lot more comfy than yours down here in this dank basement. Yeah, you can blame Jared for that. I think we blame Jared for a lot of things. Are you saying we shouldn't? <laughs> well, anyway, before Laurel uses her mastery of the mystic arts to read the mysteries of my future, which... Yeah, your future's I, getting shorter and shorter the longer you talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I've got something for us to look at here in the present. It's a first for Fan Film Fridays. Yes, I am very fond of alliteration this episode, folks. Get used to it. We're looking at a Harry Potter fan film. Laurel, Harry Potter is a virtual blind spot in pop culture for me. I know the general overview and a few things here and there, but is there any chance you can enlighten our listeners and me by explaining just what Harry Potter is exactly? Okay, Clinton, I didn't prepare this. <laughs> Was I supposed to? You came to hear unprepared Laurel. That is <laughs> not what I expect from uh, an employee of LBC. I didn't know I was supposed to. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, folks. Well, frankly, I can tell you off the top of my head. Good, because that's where this was going to come from at best if I were doing it. Well, basically, you've got a world of magic users that is mostly hidden from the rest of the world. 
and Harry Potter comes along. There is an evil sorcerer wizard guy. Call it a wizard. I guess they're all wizards, right? And he killed Harry's parents and left him with this scar and continually is trying to raise himself back into power. And Harry Potter and his friends are opposing that. All kinds of details ensue. And if I had something in front of me, I'm sure it would be a lot more coherent. But does that sound all right to you, Clint? That sounds good to me because, quite frankly, if people are coming to this and they they have never heard of Harry Potter, then they've been living under a rock for the last 30 years. Well, just to keep things confusing, what we're going to be watching is in the past with Harry's father. Well, see, if they've never, if people are coming to this episode and they've never heard of Harry Potter, then this might actually be. Well, see, that's something I wanted to add about this film. I am not a Harry Potter aficionado, as you can probably tell from my brief explanation there. Um, but I read the books. Some of them, I, I cried so hard when Sirius died that I started to more surface level read after that point. Um, and I have not seen all the movies. I saw the first four. So it has been a really long time since I have read all this. I have a working knowledge. I I knew enough to sort of put some pieces together here, but I don't know that this is new person friendly. I think you really do need to be some Harry Potter knowledge. I'll be curious how how you did it. (laughs) Well, let's just say I have read one book, was not the first one. I have seen not an entire movie all the way through. I have seen scenes, but I have general knowledge from other fans, and my daughter read the books. Well, she read a couple of the books and watched through all the movies. <laughs> so so through general osmosis, you have an idea. Yeah, I, I, I recognize most of the names and understand some of their relationships. So yeah, it depends on the what do I want? The audience that the Phoenix Works wants. Are they really after only Harry Potter fans? Or did they want to try to make something for just average folks? Um, maybe the only people that would come across this are Harry Potter fans doing a search for, hey, what's new in the Harry Potter world? So maybe that's where this um, audience is aimed at anyway. I'm not sure. Well, I guess we'll find out in a little bit. So as we have said, folks, this is a Harry Potter fan film called The Order, but it's technically a fan series. The Order is a Harry Potter prequel web series following the last few days in the life of James and Lily Potter. We're looking at the first episode titled Rosier, or would that be Rosier? I think they pronounced it Rosier. Okay. It was posted to YouTube by Phoenix Works Films Limited in January of 2022, so pretty recent. The film currently sports... 13,600 views, a fairly impressive showing for a pretty recent fan film. The film stars Nathan Whitebrook as James Potter. Oh, gosh. I should have paid more attention when I attempted to learn Welsh when I was, you know, 10 years old. Lyud Hrostov, which is totally not right, as Sirius Black. James McGinn as Remus Lupin. Josh Edwards as Peter Pettigrew. And Fabio, cool your jets, ladies, Utet as Rosier. So, no um, romance cover model on this one, sorry. The director is Victor de Almeida. Ah, got a little tongue-tied there. The director is Victor de Almeida. 
Music by Ross Western, written by Victor de Almeida and Eloy Grania. This episode of The Order runs right about 10 minutes overall, so it really won't take up much of your day to stop and watch. Laurel and I are going to spoil everything in this short film, so you really will do yourself a favor by pausing here and going to watch it. Plus, it's always more fun when everybody's on the same page. So I'm going to play a very quick little trailer, which will probably give nothing away, and we'll be right back. Protego Horribilis. A little boy once begged for powers to save his little soul. But none would come to beg or answer, and his pain did grow and grow. A little boy once begged for powers to save himself from him. Little Raxidian would beg and beg till his words came hoarse and thin. Everybody back? Good. Okay. So the film starts out with James Potter and Sirius Black in the basement of James's home. The two have captured a Death Eater by the name of Rosier and are trying to question him about the Dark Lord's plans. Rosier spouts off dark and cryptic poetry and the pair are basically uh, just sitting there listening to it while Rosier threatens James's family, including his son Harry. A loud boom outside leads James and Sirius to investigate, leaving Rosier in magical bonds in the basement. Hey, that sounds familiar. <laughs> they discover a quartet of Death Eaters who have come to retrieve Rosier. Our heroes begin a fight with the Death Eaters, but are soon joined by their friends Peter Pettigrew and Remus Lupin. Magical fighty fights ensue with our heroes emerging victorious. Even though Sirius managed to get somewhat semi-seriously injured, we then see a short flashback of the four as students at Hogwarts, with James and Sirius picking on Peter and Remus, defending the portly lad. That, folks, ends essentially episode one of The Order. So, Laurel, how do we want to approach this? Uh, good, bad, what the overall thoughts? Uh... Well, let me preface my review of this and and then we can decide you know what what opinions people want to take from me um i like i said am not hugely into harry potter i know enough to have the working knowledge from having you know read the books when they came out um also i watched this initially on my iphone which definitely makes a difference in how i'm experiencing this um so you have to take that kind of into account because Phoenix Works obviously are great filmmakers. The battle scene and the scene with the kids, that all is excellent and well done. It was that initial scene that messed me up, especially the first time through watching this. Um, we can get into the more details why. So it sort of influences how I'm viewing the piece. And I have to sort of step back and think I need to look at it as a whole rather than you know, that first, first impression, if that makes sense, because I'm not sure how much of that is my bias, how much of that was how I was watching it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It depends on, again, the target audience. Do you want your target audience to be able to watch this on their phone? Then there's some issues. 
If the idea is, no, you want somebody to watch this on a bigger screen, maybe some of this can can be corrected. I'm not quite sure. But like I said, that the next like two thirds of it was absolutely wonderful. And that's why the beginning is so surprising that there were some errors there. Um, so that's how I would preface this thing. If you're a Harry Potter fan, this is probably going to be for you because it has some really nice sequences in it. Uh, but yeah, that's my first impressions. How about you? Yeah, I, I could basically agree with most of all of that. Um, I am overall not really a Harry Potter fan. Um, as far as for what it is, this is pretty good. Um, I, I really can't say how it would be viewed by Potter fans. As a general bystander, this was nice. I'm I'm really digging like the the general plot. They they act, seem like they're trying to develop something really good. Um, but being as a general outsider, it's overall not really for me. It's mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's definitely a problem. Like I said, if the target audience is just everyday folks, then I don't think it's going to work. If it's intended for Harry Potter fans, which it probably is, then, you know, I'm sure they're going to get a lot more out of it than you or I, you know, I, I like I said, I have a working knowledge. Um, but what did you watch this on? Did you have problems? Because to me on the iPhone and then later I like the third or fourth time through, I watched it on my iPad and I like moved around trying to figure out if I could get the lights right because I could not see Rosier. He was just a black blob. Yeah, I watched it on the uh, just on the computer screen, the lighting in this is well, especially you know in that basement. Like I get the, f- I understand you know it's a basement. You can't really put a whole lot of extra lights in there, but at the same time, that lighting is just I say it the well, lighting bad. Yeah, I think they were going for the gloom and perhaps having the light from behind and above, you're trying to do like the dark shadow in the ice, you know, and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm missing what this actor is doing by lighting it that way. And I'm also now annoyed, (laughs) (laughs) which is not the way you want to start this thing. It's the first thing I see. Um, And a lot of times I forgive these kind of things as we go along, but I'm looking at the rest of the quality of this film going, man, you guys are good. What, what happened here? The other thing um, I struggle with with the lighting error is that James and Sirius are are lit. So it's not like there wasn't lighting in there. Um, so that was kind of weird. The opening riddle, did that go a little long for you or is that just me? Uh, yes. That, it, I needed some, like, the, the see, I just thought they were guards at first. I didn't know who they were mm. until he points out that's Harry's dad. And I still didn't know it was Sirius with him. And so partway into the fight it it carried over because i kept waiting for more clues to drop so you know it was hard until lupin shows up as a werewolf i'm like oh it's the four of them okay now i get it Uh, but i thought maybe they should have interrupted him and tried to ask questions to give me some context yeah something i mean it i'm sure it's one of those things that it's probably going to be like called back to about three or four episodes in you know something Something kind of like that, but it's just like this is this is too much for an introductory. Mm-hmm. I did like the bonds. I mean, the special effects in yes. this thing were extraordinary. Oh yeah, that's definitely in my notes right there. The special effects are wonderful in this. Absolutely, and he's got the tattoo. That's the uh, so I knew you know I I caught that. 
Um, so I had an idea who this, that he was one of the death eaters, but yeah, I, I just, and it's, you know, the opening credits, I don't know if you got this, you know, this this metallic bevel thing, but there was like a jump scare when they do the lightning strike to do the title of the episode. <laughs> Did you do that? Or was it just me? I, I I'm going to say that was just you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this big kaboom. And I was like, ah, you know? <laughs> Took me completely off guard. I mean, that's fine. That's just something uh, I have to laugh at for myself because I I do jump when there's a jump scare. That's just something I'm I'm one of those that jumps. Um, but yeah, that that opening did not quite work. And I understand wanting to start in the middle of something, so there's there's things going on. But maybe that wasn't. Maybe it needs a little work there. Yeah. The big battle scene works though what i was saying yeah the the battle scene is good except for the the moment that i i kind of just had that blink moment where it's like oh wait i'm I'm watching a film that i'm you know i, I made the mistake i stopped being entertained and started thinking about it mm-hmm. and then all i could think was you know without the special effects these are just eight people out in the field at night. <laughs> waving sticks. Yeah, waving sticks and dancing around. I and, did the same thing. Because, <laughs> I mean, for proper credit, Sirius's actor really gets into his move. But at yes, the same and... time, all I can think is, man, that is like the weirdest breakdancing accessory <laughs> you've got there with your wand. Yeah, I sat back thinking this must have been interesting to to do that night. You know, what are the neighbors thinking? Right. <laughs> uh, maybe it's, they were out somewhere where you don't have to worry about that. Out know, there in the field again. We were talking about the lighting. That was well done. It was obviously night, but I could see everybody. Mm-hmm. The Death Eaters looked appropriately scary. Their masks were really cool. Right. It, it didn't look... Like you had just gone to, you know, Spirit Halloween and dropped 80 bucks and said, okay, here's some masks. Mm-hmm. Like they really spent time and actually did like the, the proper uh, lighting and shading and everything on them. So Yeah, and the nice intercuts of the camera angles would change. So they were sort of funky how they would go back and forth from like medium shots to, to the overall battle shots to the, you know, jumping around and stuff. I think they did a good job there. And I, I, like I said, when I figured out who they were, because when Lupin comes in, he looks awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's some real good effects. I wasn't sure if they, if it was all just makeup or if they kind of did a little bit of, you know, computer effects on him. or Yeah, and the way he moved. Mm-hmm. And that's Argos sweater. I have to say the costumes uh, were, were good. That, that sweater just, okay, now I got who what was going on. So they were... <laughs> They they looked like you know what they're supposed to, but what did you think of the platform shoes? See, I was wondering about the the costumes are listed under a what the for me because um, I'm not entirely certain what the timeline is on everything, but from my understanding, it's supposed to be the '80s and Sirius and the rest look more like they're from about 1974. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how that was supposed to work. That was another thing at the beginning. Maybe a where we are and a when we are little, you know, what do they call it? Text would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Something to help us that clue. So we're not constantly searching for it. But I mean, but the special effects, like I said, they arrive in those clouds of smoke. I mean, it's mm-hmm. amazing how much they put into that. Yeah. And I think it was well cast. What about you? Yeah. I, I mean, I really don't have a frame of reference for, you know, as far as like, the characters in the movies or anything, but 
the actors in this, they they all played the part very well, even the kids. Well, and the kids looked enough like the adults, mm-hmm. the young adults, that I could figure out who was who. And I thought that was really well done because, you know, could have been just any old kids. No, they made them look enough like their elder selves that I immediately knew who they all were. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the kids, though, like, do we think there's really a point to this flashback segment or not? Well, I think, see, the, the heavier set boy there, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you know all their names, Pettigrew, he ends up serving the Dark Lord. He ends up serving Voldemort. So I think part of this is why he's moved in that direction because they all are shocked there when he calls it the, calls him the Dark Lord because that's not what they call him. So it's a hint there, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't know if anybody's ever done the details of why he did this. Maybe they did, and I'm just not remembering it. Like I said, it's been a while. But definitely when they were kids, you can see why he grows up and resents them but i get the feeling he didn't have anywhere else to go okay. he didn't have any other friends see this yeah this is where it would definitely benefit somebody to really know more about this the lore of this i was curious um i mean kids can be so cruel was that too much for you was that a little over the top or do you think that zapping scene worked okay where they were you know, spinning him around and stuff. Yeah, and, and zapping him with stuff. And... Um, I mean, it's it's definitely um, you know, middle school boys picking on somebody. So that felt natural to you? Um, sadly, yes. Yeah, I was afraid of that too, but I was hoping you were going to give me a different answer. <laughs> Kids can be cruel, and I, I hate to think of that, um, that this is something that, that could go on. I mean, it to me, it, yeah, it came across as the equivalent of about, you know, Four or five boys shoving the the one in between a big circle of them. So yeah. Well, well, we're we're not really being mean. We're not being hurtful. It's like you're shoving him around. You're you're spinning this kid, and you're probably going to make him puke because he's twirling around in a magical tornado. Yeah, that was just sad. I guess. Yeah. That just makes me sad that people are like this. That that's sort of me being sensitive. As I said, I cried hysterically when Sirius was dead <laughs> and how that happened and at the end of the book and Dumbledore explaining and I was like, okay, I'm not going to read things that close after this. I don't need to be this upset all the time. So when I got um, to the end, 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 I don't know about you, but I was ready for it to keep going. I would have liked to know more. Yeah, yeah, they definitely stopped short. Yeah, this could have gone another couple of scenes that would have maybe given us a better ending. Mm-hmm. For for the episode, I felt like we just abruptly stopped. Yeah, I, I feel like we probably could have cut the stuff with Rosier in half and doubled up on the fight scene, or extended a little further with you know just some more dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about the f bombs they dropped? In the- oh, thank goodness you were. I, I was wondering if I was going to have to bring it up. <laughs> I I didn't feel they were appropriate. No, it didn't seem to fit, did it? Mm-mm, especially if this is going to be the going for the, a Harry Potter target audience is not. And it's not like, the, you know, they just had like one. It was no less than three. Mm-hmm. And one from the kids. So it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it ages up your audience, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, not everybody is, you know, 20, 30 years old having grown up with Harry Potter. Some people are still 
just discovering it or you know you know you might have a, a 10 11 12 year old that's just finished reading the books and says hey i want to see what else is out there i'm not saying you know 12 year olds haven't heard this and stuff but at the same time it just i don't think it fits with the within the universe yeah i mean that would be like saying that you know in in the next star wars tv series uh you know baby yoda drops an f-bomb or something <laughs> it just doesn't fit yeah, well, that's one of the times when I'm like, well, I'm good. I'm watching this by myself because, I, you know, I would have been uncomfortable if I'd had, you know, somebody else watching it that's not, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't like it. Yeah. Hey, I don't well, Laura, what you watching? Oh, Harry yeah. Potter. Okay. Yeah. What the? Oh, I don't remember that in Harry Potter. Well, we had that icky at the beginning. Um, what I could see was when Sirius hit the guy and he had that, like, blood drip. Mm-hmm. Um, I could just barely make that out. I thought, man, that that's too bad because that was sort of a wild thing. But we got that ick factor right there. Um, and like we were saying, you know, we had this great big battle in the middle of this and the creepy green thing in the sky. And, mm. you know, so it's not like we could we could get the what do I say? The intensity of the situation, I think, is is pretty well out there. Sirius gets hit and we've got the great big burn on his jacket where we can see, you know, he must be burnt under that. So we know things are intense. Um, what did you think of the music? Oh, I think they did a nice job. I think um, it wasn't necessarily something that stuck out to me as we sometimes get, you know, you and I have done some Batman ones and mm-hmm. you get this big swelling theme when he shows up. I don't feel like we got that, but I thought it was it was good, especially because it's unique. They didn't steal it from from the Harry Potter films. I don't, right. you know, that was nice. What about you? Yeah, I really liked it. I appreciate that they used original music. Um, as far as you know, like the the music over the credits and stuff, I thought it felt kind of like the Harry Potter stuff, what little I've seen. But I mean, I could I could easily associate it with being a you know Harry Potter music mm-hmm. or something set in that world. So. Yeah, it no. had that theme, that, that that background to it. Right. That, that was good. Yes. And like I said, it's always good when they have something unique. Um, and we didn't steal it from the movie. Mm-hmm. Trying to see what else there was in here are my notes. Um, that help. The back-to-back fighting. The choreography of the fight, yes, they're running around with sticks. But the choreography was pretty good, I have to say. Right. It wasn't like... They just turned them loose and said, hey, okay, go out there and wave this around for two or three minutes. Yeah, go jump around. It was it was coordinated well. The timing between when they would flash their wand and when the other person would react, mm-hmm. you know, in those um, group shots. They did a nice job. Do you notice nobody really called out any spells, though? Yeah, they were just sort of flashing lights around. I did. And I also noticed that it was just blasts. There mm-hmm. wasn't, like, the long line of light like an electricity bolt or something uh, i just chalked that up to we don't have the budget we're not <laughs> <laughs> that and i'm sure they were probably also trying to like avoid any other you know, somebody sitting there saying oh you know well actually this this spell is copyright under blah 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 yeah well you know we've had trouble sometimes with audio and sound effects and that is not a problem here they did a really great job on that front. I have to say, even that opening sequence, I can hear everything. 
I don't always know what's going on, but I can definitely hear it. I really wish I'd seen that actor better because the little bit of time, sometimes his head would poke up a little when he would sort of rise partway and I could see him a little bit better. And I'm like, I bet he does a good crazy. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't see it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's pretty much what I've got in my notes. Yeah, I figured, you know, they had me by the end of this going, oh, that's all? There's not any more? So that, to me, is a sign of success on that front. There just seems to be some room for improvement. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much it, folks. Um, if you are a Harry Potter fan, I suggest you check it out. It probably will hook you in a little. Um even as not being a big Harry Potter fan, I was curious to see more, but I if I don't ever see more, it's not going to be the end of the world. So, you know, it, it's definitely not, you know, the most standout of fan films that we've seen on here, but it's definitely not the worst thing out there. No. That's why I wanted to give a, a little bit of a preview on that. Yeah. I mean, just think of this more as like a creative... creative um, um, my mind went blank. Ah. I mean, uh, it's it's a pilot episode. Yeah, exactly. The, this is where they're starting from and kind of where they could go. Our review is basically, um, yeah, it, it's a little harsh, but it think of it as creative criticism for where to go from here. Things, areas they can be improved on. Honestly, though, this is this is enjoyable. So maybe if the, huh, they just had more more time, more room to work with. Maybe you could even, if the problem was putting all the the effort into the effects, maybe you do a few less of that and add it and add that into something else. Right. Could do a, that. A I, I don't splash, know. I don't know enough about. Yeah, I don't know enough about the filmmaking to properly understand how you know how their mindset was when going into this. But I mean, check them out, folks. Everything that they're putting out is entirely crowdfunded so if you watch this and you want to see more uh they have a short snippet for an episode two trailer out there and if you know get in contact with them see how you can donate and make it happen if you want want to see more from them as always you know links to the film are in the show notes so you know it's just a hop skip and a jump from there so that wraps it up pretty nice and neat so uh laurel Mm -hmm. can you uh look in that wonderful little crystal ball and see what my future holds possibly about getting out of this basement (sighs) i'll look at it clinton yeah i don't see you having much luck with that bye well lovely laurel just poofed her way right out of here with magical powers and why is this crystal ball snowing why does that say chicago laurel It's a dang snow globe, Laurel! To confront the ultimate killers, I must construct the ultimate alias. Hey, who is that lady? I think she could fly. To combat the murderers who destroy my family, crush my own life on their way to consuming everything, I must become a greater, more fearsome destroyer. Hey, man, somebody killed this lady. To track down the animals who prey on the innocent, I must stalk them first. I am no longer their quarry. I am the Huntress. You can listen to the Huntress Podcast online at thehuntresspodcast.com, at Apple Podcasts. Go to Twitter at 
Huntress Podcast. And again, this shares a feed with the Bad Girl Cassandra Kane Podcast. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking with me. This, is, of course, is the feedback portion of the show. This is where I get to thank all you lovely listeners for uh, basically everything that you have done with this show. It is truly an honor that you listen to me and keep coming back. But before I get into that, I do want to remind people that Laurel, this episode's guest, can be found on the Right On Network on shows like uh, the um, what I just played a promo for, that that, that uh, Helena Wayne Huntress show and other such lovely episodes on that network. They talk about all kinds of fun Batgirl and uh, Batman, you know, those kind of things. And speaking of, last episode... We had Batgirl versus Lady Shiva, and that episode got like, shares, retweets, all the fun stuff from Professor Frenzy, Chris Stados, Billy Delicious, Tim Price, Emmy Rodney, Kathy Bright, Deborah Smith, Jonathan Schaefer-Hames, Delvin Williams, Laurel, Chris at BTO and Bat Books, Gene Hendricks, Jared Albrecht, Eric Best, and Wayne Burroughs. We got a little bit of feedback on the episode. Over on Facebook, Jonathan Schaefer-Hames said, What a great tie-in for the upcoming Batgirl. Oh, yeah. And then over on Twitter, Max is pro-choice and anti-Nazi. Decided to say... Whoops, wrong feedback. Um, Max is pro-choice and anti-Nazi said, It's the live-action Batgirl film that actually got released on this episode of Fan Film Fridays. See, there you go, folks. WB takes a tax cut. I put out coverage of a Batgirl film you can see without having to pay for it. It's a win-win. Or something like that. So, that pretty much brings to a close another episode of Fan Film Fridays. As always, you can get in contact with the show at fanfilmfridays at gmail.com or contact at longboxcrusade.com. You can find me on the Twitters at Fridays underscore fan. And do please reach out and let me know if you want to be on one of these episodes. I would love to have a guest come in and cover some uh, fan films, you know. And of course, you know, if you have a plan to get me out of this basement, that wouldn't hurt either. Just saying. So until next time, I hope you'll stick around, watch some fan films, and come back and join me for another Fan Film Fridays. Today you can take your telephone, your, your, your cell phone, and you can make a movie on that. And if it's a really cool movie that's funny and it's dramatic or whatever, you can post it on YouTube. If you want to make films and you want to tell stories, you can do it. But if you're obsessed with film and you love to tell stories and you love working in that medium, uh, then uh, that will give you the strength.